The following presentation is brought to you by the Realm Network. Buzz Burbank, news and comment. Tuesday, October 25th, 2016. From the one-man worldwide newsroom, this is free and independent news made possible when you shop Amazon through my links at buzzburbank.com. You might not have thought your insurance premiums were too low this year, but the insurance companies and now the government say they were. That, we're told, is why the price of health insurance is going up an average of 25% at healthcare.gov in the coming year, thanks to more people than expected filing claims. Increases were 2% in 2015, 7.5% in 2016. The Department of Health and Human Services says most of the people insured through the website needn't worry about the increase since the government subsidy for those premiums will go up as well. While that may provide some peace of mind to those with incomes low enough to qualify for subsidies, it will not set well with many middle-class Americans who will pay the higher rates with no subsidies. But officials say 72% of the healthcare.gov customers will be getting insurance for under $75 a month if they choose a low-cost plan, 77% for under 100 bucks a month. The government says competition prompted insurance companies to set their rates too low for 2016, and the 2017's rates will be about what was projected when the Affordable Care Act was passed. Since then, however, three major insurance companies have pulled out of Obamacare. But Aetna says it may return to the market, and Senator Warren says the others are just mad about the government stopping their plans to merge with other big companies. Donald Trump is using the increase to campaign against Hillary Clinton. He wants to repeal and replace Obamacare, although he hasn't said with what. Clinton wants to keep the parts of the Affordable Care Act people like and make it more affordable for the middle class. The election is two weeks from today, with Clinton leading by at least five points in the polls, experts say Trump cannot make up the difference in time. For all the bashing of the news media, this is a perfect example of the vital function it serves, reporting stories like this. Nearly 10,000 American soldiers have been ordered to return the bonuses they got 10 years ago from the California National Guard when the military was short on troops. Some of those bonuses offered by recruiters to get soldiers to re-enlist total $15,000 or more, and most of the soldiers have already spent the money and are unable to pay it back. But the Pentagon is demanding the money, with interest, and threatens to garnish wages if the bonuses are not repaid. Some of those being threatened are Purple Heart recipients. One of those is a former Army captain who had to refinance his home to pay his $25,000 in bonus money and to pay off a $21,000 government student loan from the Department of Defense. So far, the Pentagon's managed to squeeze $22 million out of the soldiers it so desperately needed. Because these decisions are made in Washington, even the California National Guard is powerless to stop this travesty. But the Guard is asking Congress to waive those debts at a cost to taxpayers of over $37 million. And that's where the news media comes in, to spread this story and the outrage from coast to coast, putting the pressure on Congress to make this right. It's not unusual for one successful politician to donate campaign money to another member of their party who has aspirations. Virginia Governor Terry McAuliffe has done a lot of that, supporting, among others, Hillary Clinton. He also donated to Jill McCabe, who aspired to be a Virginia senator, donated nearly a half million dollars. McCabe, who also got over 200000 from the state's Democratic Party, lost that election to a Republican incumbent. 
But McCabe's husband is a deputy director at the FBI and oversaw the investigation into Hillary Clinton's emails. The Trump campaign says this either proves negligence at the FBI or an unbelievable level of corruption. And it's calling on the Bureau to address these issues as soon as possible. For his part, Governor McAuliffe's people say the insinuation is ridiculous, that the donation to McCabe was customary, and that McAuliffe supported McCabe, quote, because he believed she would be a good senator. A new poll shows more than half those planning to vote for Donald Trump, 54%, are voting against Mrs. Clinton. Vladimir Putin says, you know, this is not funny already. He's talking about charges of the U.S. government that Russia is trying to influence the presidential election. Putin has again denied Russia's behind the hacks of computers in the Clinton campaign, the Democratic Party, and state voter registration offices across the U.S. The Clinton campaign and officials in Washington say Russia is behind the attacks. Putin says that's hypocritical since the U.S. is, quote, spying on everyone and eavesdropping on everyone. Putin says Russia has strict rules about how security is and isn't conducted. The U.S., he says, does not. As for preferring a candidate, Putin says Donald Trump has shown an interest in working with Russia and that Hillary Clinton has not. Regardless of the outcome, Putin says he too will be glad when the election is over, and he says he hopes the outcome will lead to better relations between the U.S. and Russia. That doesn't seem likely. The U.S. and Great Britain have just agreed on new economic sanctions against Russia for its horrific continued intentional bombing of civilians in Aleppo, Syria. For the first time in our nation's history, the FBI will make a concerted effort to accurately count the number of cases in which a law enforcement officer uses deadly force. Until now, the numbers have been sketchy at best. The Justice Department says it needs the numbers to get a better understanding of why and under what circumstances deadly force is used by police. Attorney General Loretta Lynch says it's about improving the relationship between citizens and police. Lynch says the numbers are, quote, vital toward increasing transparency and building trust between law enforcement and the communities we serve. It would seem that Americans' view of police has taken a beating over the past year. It hasn't. Clearly, some police in some communities have serious work to do. But a new Gallup poll shows that nationally, respect for the police has actually increased over the past year by 12%. The survey shows the vast majority of Americans, 76%, respect their local police a great deal. 17% say they have some respect. The percentage of people who say they have hardly any respect for officers is 7%. Gallup's experts say respect for police was hurt by the shooting of unarmed black men, but was more than canceled out by the killing of officers, including five in Dallas over the summer. Gallup says respect for police has increased not just among whites, but among minorities. Respect among non-whites is up 14 points over a year ago, and stands at 67%. But respect for police remains higher among whites than within minorities, and here, too, there's still work to be done. Follow me across social media at Buzz Burbank and Michael J. Elston. This is Buzz Burbank News and Comment on the Realm Network. Don't be afraid. It's not too late to get everything you need for Halloween through my Amazon links at buzzburbank.com. Halloween decorations, makeup, and wigs, costumes for children and adults. My Amazon links, even the smart way to get your candy, brought to your door before the goblins come to take it away. And when you use the Amazon links at buzzburbank.com, you provide vital support to this free daily news. 
My Amazon links can also hook you up with Amazon Prime Video's Unlimited Screaming. Through the end of the month, unlimited streaming of The Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Carrie, The Others, and of course, Halloween, and more. If you're a member of either Prime or Prime Video, both available on a month-to-month basis. With the holidays coming, now's the time to join, especially when you're Halloween shopping through my Amazon links at buzzburbank.com. It's so appreciated, it's scary. 83 protesters were arrested over the weekend at the construction site for an oil pipeline in North Dakota. The pipeline, already approved, will move nearly a half million barrels of oil a day through sacred burial grounds and through a river relied upon by Native Americans for their farms and for drinking water. Saturday morning, hundreds of protesters showed up at the site. One group of protesters pushed a big all-terrain vehicle three miles from the nearest road, slashed its tires, and latched themselves to that vehicle. One woman chained herself to the steering wheel. One man put his hand in a bucket of drying cement. Protesters used a drone to harass a surveillance helicopter. They set up an illegal roadblock, and they've occupied private property. The North Dakota sheriffs wrestling with all this say the protests are neither peaceful nor legal and that they're endangering the public. Protesters are also fighting the pipeline in court. After video of the protesters being attacked by a private security company's guard dogs, police moved in very carefully Saturday. It took police with pepper spray five hours to escort all the protesters off the oil company's right-of-way. The pipeline construction continues. Emmett Till was 14 years old when he was kidnapped at gunpoint, beaten, shot in the head, and thrown into the Tallahatchie River for supposedly whistling at a white woman in a grocery store in 1955. Having moved to Mississippi from Chicago, Emmett may have forgotten where he was, despite warnings from his mother to keep a low profile around Southern whites. Investigators say the two men were definitely guilty of murder, but an all-white jury found the men not guilty so they went free. Decades later, a sign and historical marker was erected at a spot near the river. And in the years since, the sign has been repeatedly vandalized, even shot at. But this year, in 2016, someone riddled the sign with 40 bullets. Although some people haven't changed over those years, the rest of the world has. When a picture of the riddled sign appeared on Facebook about a week ago, it went viral, and people started donating money to replace the marker. Over the weekend, the goal to raise $15,000 for a new sign was reached and then some. The extra money raised will be used to enhance a mobile app that leads people to other historical sites related to Emmett's case. Several movies about the life and death of Emmett Till are scheduled to be released over the coming year. Today in Wiggins, Mississippi, the NAACP is demanding a federal hate crime investigation after white students at a high school allegedly yanked a hangman's noose around a young man's neck outside a locker room. Local police say they plan to make several arrests in the case. Some white students at the school fly the Mississippi state flag from their vehicles because it contains the Confederate battle emblem, that blue X with 13 white stars, to represent the southern states that fought to keep slavery. A 38-year-old man is running from the law after escaping from a jail where he was being held for the alleged sexual assault of a child. As a fugitive, Michael Vance has apparently shot to death his aunt and uncle and wounded a woman whose car he hijacked. And with an AK-47-type rifle, he's wounded two police officers in Wellston, Oklahoma. Vance also has AIDS and may use that as a weapon as well. He was shot twice by police, so he may still be bleeding. 
Through it all, Vance has been posting a series of live videos on Facebook. He's either in a 2007 Mitsubishi Eclipse or a 2014 Chevy Sonic and was last seen near Oklahoma's border with Texas. U.S. Marshals have now joined the search. From our Say What You Mean, Mean What You Say department, in a Rhode Island town along the coast, a 63-year-old man wrote a sternly worded letter to the local paper complaining about yoga pants. They do nothing, he wrote, to compliment a woman over 20. The town's yoga pants-wearing women over 20 took umbrage to that letter. 400 of them took to the streets on Sunday wearing their comfortable pants to protest what they called casual sexism. Some men marched too, also wearing yoga pants. The man who wrote the letter to the editor also got death threats. That man, Alan Sorrentino, says he was just kidding. I have no problem with yoga pants, he says. I assumed the character of this grumpy old man. It was meant to sound stupid. But Sorrentino declined an invitation to join the parade, even though he himself says he owns a pair of yoga pants. I'm not really happy about the parade, he says. He says it's intimidating and a form of bullying. There may be several lessons to be learned from this story, and none of them have anything to do with yoga pants. And finally, from the home office in Florida, Daniel Rushing was pulled over in Orlando last year for speeding. The officer noticed what he described as a rock-like substance on the floor mat beneath the driver's feet. The officer searched the vehicle, scooped up some crystals, and tested them with a field test kit. The crystals came up positive as methamphetamine, so Daniel was arrested and taken to jail. He was in a cell for 10 hours before getting out on bond. Ultimately, the crystals were tested again to prepare them as evidence at Daniel's trial. That's when police realized the samples were not meth. They were crystals of mostly sugar, a sort of compound you might find adding shine to the outside of a Krispy Kreme donut. That's right. Daniel was in jail for 10 hours for possession of donut glaze. Daniel says it's partly the officer's fault for not using the test kit correctly and partly the fault of the test, which has time and again proven unreliable. That's why Dan's suing both the city of Orlando and the company that made the roadside test kit, especially since even though the charges were dropped, Dan's mugshot, like everything else on the Internet, is there forever. The only sure way to keep this from happening to you is just say no to Lay's Donuts. I'm Buzz Burbank. Thank you for listening. And thanks for supporting the shows and sponsors at BuzzBurbank.com. I'll be back tomorrow with another Buzz Burbank news and comments. The preceding presentation was brought to you by The Realm Network.